with the year that I had at least, and, and you had actually as well, um, that trip was so incredibly useful because I learned all of the lessons that I, that I needed to for the events that were to follow. And, and, and that's why I wanted to do this trip with you guys so badly. And uh, I learned a lot, trust me. This one stands out to me as the most unprepared I have ever been for anything. <laughs> I'm absolutely done and I cannot imagine anything worse than doing any more off-road at this point. I think as well, when you're that frustrated, you don't want people around watching you. You just want them to disappear please, and do it in your own time. go away. Yeah. <laughs> please, leave and me go alone. Away, you did. Um, <laughs> and we were just like squelching through this bog and like trying to follow that GPS line at 2k an hour when you can't see in front of you through a bog. Come on, only 10k to go. He's like, is it a river? Is it a path? Who knows? Oh, I think there's only so many like granola bars you can eat, isn't there? Before you uh, go insane. Chickens woke us up. Yes, the chicken. Very the... loud chickens. How rude of them. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I was correct. It was hard and it took a long time. It was lovely. It's always sunny above the clouds, Lawrence. And um, listen to more stories. Stay tuned Tom? for more stories Tim? tomorrow. Stay tuned for more stories tomorrow. To hear more, as my good friend Liam Yates likes to say, stories by us what stories tomorrow welcome back to the more stories tomorrow podcast tom hardy here i'm sat with lawrence carpenter in my front room and today we're going to talk about a trip that happened a little while ago so we'll do our best to refresh our memories this one's from uh, january at the start of the year when we uh, rode around the lake district together i'll let you intro the route what is the Lakeland 200? So, the Lakeland 200, back in January, um, we've had to refresh our brains a little bit, haven't we, Tom? Because uh, a lot has happened since January. So we've been watching uh, my own video, which I produced a long time ago, and looking at the, the magazine content, which has just come out a couple of weeks ago, which is really, really cool to see our adventure come to life in, a, in the form of print. Dropped volume four. There you go. If you guys wanted to check it out, it's, uh, it's still live right now, right? Hold, hold that thought. So, sound effect of page flicking. Page. Page 93. 93, there you go. Um, so, yeah, no, a fantastic route, which Tom sold us. And when I say us, it was it was the two of us, plus uh, our good friend Jake Neal, um, on the idea of riding the course, which is a, a bit of a bit of a famous one. It has a bit of a, would you say, cult following? It has a bit of a... Bit of a reputation. Exactly. It's like a warm-up for some of the bigger routes in Scotland, or specifically the Highland Trail 550. Mm -hmm. um, this, this is a 200k, that's 550 miles, so 800k and more savage. But this is like the uh, little warm-up test dip, route. Dip your feet. Exactly. It's the same route creator, Alan Goldsmith, who organises the Highland... Highland Trail 550 race. There you go. Some background knowledge there. I didn't know that. Learn something new every day, right? So, yeah, the idea was that we tackle this route in the middle of winter, which, you know, if I, looking back, uh, I don't know why we did it. I mean, uh, amazing, amazing trip, and we'll go into uh, why that was the case. But, yeah, the middle of January was, I think, a very brave time of year to tackle this adventure. And especially as, I think... If my memory serves me correctly, there was a big storm, a massive storm. It was. It was Storm Arwen, I think. There you go. Is that, yeah, Storm Arwen. A big one. A big storm just before. I mean, for me, it came about because I think, I mean, I guess it's different for you. You spend more time traveling about. But I, at this point, I'd been like three or four months into uh, 
rain riding in the pouring rain not barely leaving like the m25 and i was like Sorry. i need to go on an adventure windsor yeah who can i get to go with me at yeah. like no notice just for a couple of days and then started looking at mountain bike routes um had i just bought a mountain bike i just bought my hardtail mountain bike yeah, so yeah. it's like great let's do it yeah. also the weather was we were pretty lucky didn't we, rain we were very lucky with the weather thinking about it it's like a little bit of ice but not really it yeah. wasn't too cold it wasn't too like wet yeah yeah, Although you say it wasn't too wet, I remember distinctly getting very wet. <laughs> the ground is exceptionally <laughs> wet. So um, I guess let's start. So we drove up on the Friday night, right? Was that the case? I couldn't even tell you. I think no. I think we did the ride Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, so got you. So we, Thursday night we rode. Uh, we drove up and we stayed at your your my dad's house. Your dad's house, which was very nice. We slept uh, on the floor in a sleeping bag. Well, I slept in the bed. Wow, well, you slept on the floor. We had the glamorous uh, one, and then and then our alarm was very rudely um, early. Very it was, rudely. It was hit. very early. It was, it was at half past five. It was ridiculous. It was very early. dark. I remember struggling to get up, and then we did the little drive over to the start, which was what half an hour or so, something like that. And then uh, I remember all of the roads were icy, very slippy. We didn't. Well, we didn't realize did we because we we got straight on the bikes and nearly just <laughs> decked it straight away, like triple Bambi straight down on the tarmac. I mean, I remember that wake up time because the three of you. So I don't. I think I probably fair to say I'd done most of the route research and was just like come along to this uh and I was like this is gonna be a hard route and yeah. you guys are like, it's 200k yeah. we've got three days we've got loads of time and I was like no this is gonna be like 12 hours a day for three days back like this is gonna be a hard ride so I was panicking a little bit more than perhaps you were or you two were I was like no we need to get out we need to be on the road by seven don't be fishing in the dark and all that and you're like no it'll be fine so and Spoiler alert, I was correct. It was hard and it took a long time. Do you know what? I think as events go, as rides go, I think this one stands out to me as the most unprepared I have ever been for <laughs> anything. i say objectively wasn't as hard as some of the stuff you did later in the year, but it was that level of like, it's like the like shock to the system. And like, holy shit, this is a, a ride. Let's, let's break it down because it's 200K, but the first day was what? 70 70k so in my head tom i was like you know 70k, 70K. Do i can do time. that i can do that on swift in like an hour and a half that is nothing like maybe two hours but you know what i mean like it, it is like to me i know i'm in, on a mountain bike and we're in the hills but like you could do it without a bottle of water exactly and um as we will go on to explain yeah it, the, the, the day really um surprised us all i think me specifically, who had packed way too heavily for this adventure. Yeah, the tail that is the problem with the tail fin. <laughs> it allows you to pack basically as much as you want, like side panniers, top back. Yeah. Like, yeah, my bike was pretty much unliftable, as I discovered the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of bike lifting. <laughs> <laughs> so going back earlier going on back. that day, yeah, yeah. so we, we Start- set off very keen, uh, very quickly had to stop and then take off our layers because... Yeah, it, it was... It was um, it was hard going and we'd overdressed, obviously. Basically, we were like, yeah. it's five degrees. We're, yeah. oh, it was, no, it was freezing, wasn't it? But it, was, it was. Then yeah. the sun came out. Like, yeah. As soon as the sun came out, it was absolutely roasting. And I remember from that first day, there was a million gates. Yes, especially at the start. So it starts in the Kentmere Valley. You go out from Staveley and you kind of wind your way through, eventually over to Kirkston Pass. So that, that little stretch there, was, there was a lot. Oh, actually, no, the gates carried on all day. They did. They went on for a long time. Yeah, so you're snaking through, like, the south 
never eat shredded, southeast <laughs> of the Lake District, um, which is more farmland and less like upland fells. So yeah, there was loads of gates everywhere, wasn't there? We're kind of going over mountains, but then dropping through like farmland valleys. Exactly. Um, and then I just remember suddenly coming across this uh, fallen tree. Yeah, that was actually quite a long way into the day. Which became a theme. (laughs) It did. Well, yeah, we were like, ha, this is really funny. Look at that fallen tree. Must have been that storm that came through. (laughs) And then we're like taking pictures of us climbing over it. Um, And then, yeah, it very quickly wasn't all that funny. But by the time we rolled around the corner and there was another one and another and another and so on and so forth. It was was relentless. It was, was, yeah, some experience... um, Having got that far into the day and done that little kilometres, not one for the faint-hearted. It wasn't. Yeah, anyway, Fallen Trees was a theme. So by that point, we'd kind of wiggled our way across to Grasdale Forest. So that's that's the point where we're basically crossing from, from Windermere over the next valley. Uh, did we go through Langdale? I think we kind of skirt around the side. Crossing over there, and then that's Grasdale Forest is when we really slowed down because that's a forest, obviously. But um, I think it's also like a managed and planted forest, so the the trees aren't quite as resilient, and it was literally like a stack of dominoes. There was just like tree after tree after tree. And on page 90-something <laughs> of dropped, you can see Lawrence carrying his bike Yeah. over. On page 93, you can see Lawrence pushing his bike through one with, of the many trees. With a very upset smile on my face. Yeah, you look more traumatised than yeah, excited. That's exactly right, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. And then at which point did we start that hiker bike section? Yeah, so that's after we dropped down to Coniston, the village. Um, Had some sweets in that village, right? With the, yeah, went to the old sweet shop and stocked up. I remember having some really chewy Vimto ones. Side note. <laughs> Good memory. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then from there... That's when we started, it's Walnuscar Road. So there was that really steep, like 25% uh, tarmac. Mm-hmm. It was like horrific, but actually you get quite a lot of elevation on it. And then it quickly just turned into like a push. You've got the old man of Coniston up on the right. That was very nice. Um, some like There was some like nice little dark looming clouds over it, wasn't there? And we were just had enough visibility to kind of look up at this massive rock thing into the distance where we were headed exactly Walnut Sky Road just what it's kind of like a Land Rover track isn't it but could you get a Land Rover up it I don't know I don't think so you certainly can't <laughs> ride a bike up it <laughs> no. a loaded bike up it yeah or we couldn't anyway um and then I remember it just like the sun was setting around that time wasn't it so yeah. it was just getting colder and colder yeah. darker and darker and then we started walking into the mist and we're like, it's actually very cold and quite miserable now I still can't see the top <laughs> you can still climb this thing for how many Hours probably. It was a, it was a fairly long old push, wasn't it? And I think the sun the, it basically got dark as soon as we crested the top. There was that little, it was like a howling wind on the the saddle point of the hill, and there was that little shelter that we sat in for about was. thirty seconds. And then down the other side, it it, it all went peaked on. <laughs> I think we we got just, so lost. We wanted to just get to our accommodation by that point, didn't we? Just, exactly. Uh, so it was pitch black, lights are on, obviously. And then like the top was kind of like the the push-up, so like fast, rocky, and then just out of nowhere it turned to a bog. And we were just like squelching through this bog and like trying to follow that GPS line at 2K an hour when you can't see in front of you through a bog. Come on, only 10K to go. I was like, is it a river? Is it a path? Who knows? Oh, 
And yeah, yeah. actually, we're like, oh, it's only 10K to go. Yeah. Um, I can't, was this at the point where we started getting miserable and started trying to find out if there was anywhere to eat? I think so, yeah. I think yeah. our phones did come out at that point and we got a little bit lost from our route. And uh, But I do remember after that point, though, the bottom did come fairly quickly. Yeah, as soon as we got, we had that little like hikey push yeah. through the bog to get back on track. And then, yeah, it was, we were on tarmac for like the last of the descent, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And then we rolled past a pub. We did, with a digger that went past. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we can't even hope to explain what that is on this podcast. You need to watch the video. Need to watch the video over on the channel because uh, that doesn't make sense from what I just said. Um, but we had an amazing pub lunch. Uh, we actually ended up going to the accommodation first, didn't we? Getting yeah, changed. Yeah, we did. About 5k away. Riding all the way back to the pub, which we found. But it was worth it because I remember the fish and chips that we had was exceptional. Unreal. Jake managed to melt his insoles on the <laughs> heater. I forgot just, about that. Just kind of popped on this little electric heater, you know, the type that says, do not cover all over it. Um, I thought he was a genius. Yeah. And then you had like two little Pringles, like curled insoles, which I think ruined the rest of the trip, given how much walking there was. Um, that accommodation, though. Uh, yeah, well, how would you describe that? So, uh, oh. when we say accommodation, I think that's generous. Yeah, so it came about basically because that time of year January a lot of places are closed or like the few places that are open like the YHA were fully booked um or actually it was midweek so they just weren't open so Coniston would have been a natural stopping point and actually it's a good job we didn't stop there because then day two would have been way too long um but like you I was like oh 70k easy um so it's basically the only place of accommodation open and it was like railway like old railway carriages weren't they on a farm site and like when you say railway carriage, it wasn't like really bougie and nicely fitted out. It was literally like planks of wood that you could see daylight. Well, you could see the farmyard lights through. Um, and also it was bring your own bedding, which we completely didn't. So we had some like old farmyard dog blankets, basically. Thank goodness the woman looked after us with her dog blankets. She did. Which, she did. you know, as, as, as grim as they were, they kept us... Alive. They kept us warm. Jake was absolutely freezing. I think he had like Jake. the 70s dog blanket. We had some like slightly more modern sleeping bags. Yeah, poor guy. Poor guy. Um, but that was an interesting night. Um, so we did, certainly didn't dry our clothes that much. Oh, we had a no. fire. We did have a little fire. It was lovely for yeah. like an hour. And then four o'clock came and we all froze. Yeah, as death. soon as the fire was out, it was absolutely freezing. And then we had the, all the same to look forward to all over again for the next day. Not that we realised it. I'd say I'd say actually day day two was the hardest. You think? Yeah. Yeah, that makes me feel a bit better. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so the start of the day it was actually it was all right. Chickens woke us up. Yes, the chicken. Very day. loud chickens. How rude of them. <laughs> Very they're noisy not even, chickens. They're not sir. even chickens, are they? Cockerels. Yes, roosters, cockerels. I don't know the difference. Someone Screaming will. chickens. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's like a long tarmac drag to basically get back to the route pretty yeah. much, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then it was just mountain biking. We had that that stinking descent where, um, quite technical, but not mm. too bad. And then Jake just did a full catapult front flip, just got his wheels stuck on a rock, which... Absolute legend. Absolute legend. Which Tom got on camera, so you can have to yes. watch the video. Awesome it's the video. Very funny. It is. Uh, as much as we can say that because he didn't hurt himself however however <laughs> he did split his bag open he did 
um yeah i think he basically picked himself up didn't he and then was riding down the hill and i just get like a base layer to the face <laughs> and i was like okay where's that come from and then jake's bag had slowly unraveled leaving yeah. the the contents across the, the lakeland across this across the side of the mountain yeah, yeah. Um, um i think we zip tied did we zip tie the buckle back together? yeah i mean we we had a bit of a stop there because it, it was uh it was quite difficult mend but luckily you come prepared as always you know what top bike packing tip <laughs> Go I had to take my grip off, so I always stuff a gear cable and zip ties inside my handlebar. Top tip, guys. Because then you can't lose them, you can't forget them. I think that's probably still in there. Probably. And thankfully, I remembered they were in there, so slid the grip off. Got him a little, um, got him a little zip tie out, and then uh, zip ties buckle back together, which, which worked. Was an all right bodge. And that that is when we came. I think it was the bottom of that descent where we came across that pub. In, it was. was it, it was Seathwaite, Satterthwaite. I don't know. Can't remember. But I, what I do remember was an amazing hot chocolate and the it, most incredible full English. It was very unexpected. Rolling up to this pub. Was it a weekday or was it a Saturday? But it was like a pub that looked very closed. It did. And it just had a tiny sign outside saying like breakfast. And and it said cyclist welcome as well unusual <laughs> which was a relief but yeah there was like a stink it was like it was quite early it was like nine was it yeah. ten yeah. like a roaring fire yeah no one else there at all except a very friendly woman who looked after us yes she did look after us very well yes um yeah we, we all ate far more than we could a, actually manage a big cooked breakfast yeah it was had um yeah well deserved and then by the time we got onto the road I think uh, we were <laughs> the the clip that we just watched was Tom. It's twelve o'clock. It's after twelve o'clock, and we've done fifteen k. Yes, that that was that was the clip that we got to, wasn't it? It was like yeah, was it fifteen or twenty k? And it's like it's past dinner time. This and we started at seven or eight in the morning as well. Um, when you say dinner, you mean lunchtime, right? Lunch. Yeah, sorry, nor, northern northern <laughs> northern lunch. Very confusing for a southerner. <laughs> I just I don't actually remember that much from oh no that's when we rolled down to a place called Boot, um, Boot, Boot. Yeah. and from Boot um, that's where we started the the walk up it was the, it's up the back of the hill that goes over to Wasdale but it's that bog you know we had like oh yeah was it like two hours oh, three hours of bog the bog it was like constantly on the bike and then there's some drainage ditches or steps and it's like off the bike back on the and. To be fair, I think we we're in pretty good spirits at that point. We we're like, this is fine, we can do this. Like, um, like, it must end at some point. And then we got to the that's when we got to that little lake at the back of the bog. Yeah, very nice, very beautiful. tranquil. Yeah, page, yeah, 90. <laughs> Here we go, five, page 90, 90 and 91, double page spread. There you go, in dropped volume four, um, of the lake at the top of this hill. So there's like, I'm looking at it now. Some like grey water, um, and the lake just kind of disappearing off into the marshland, and then the hill in the background rising up into the clouds it was very pretty. I think by this point we had all stuck our feet, stuck, got got our foot stuck in the bog. Some more than others. Yes, I was very upset about the <laughs> fact that my uh, lovely pair of bonds were sodden and muddy, and uh, there was nothing I could do about it because. Just to add to insult, because I don't know if you remember Tom, but I wore these pair of mount these these moldable carbon bond shoes, right? I do. Remember. I was actually going to ask the question. I wasn't I'm sure gonna, if it was too soon. I'm going to start to get the excuses out now. Are you ready? 
So these carbon bond shoes. Um, and of course, when, when you are getting off your bike and walking and, and, and riding your bike for eight hours a day, carbon molded mountain bike shoes are not the one. Especially not when they're like those, like the bond bathtub. So they come right up the side and just poke right in the, right in the foot. Right in the foot, just where uh, there is a habit of a, a, you know, a blister, blister getting formed. So that is what happened. And, you know, as the day unfolded... When uh, did the blisters start? This, honestly, the first day. But do really? you know what? I, I pretended it didn't. What a I, hero. I, I, I know. Um, I was like, it's not gone through the skin yet. It's there, but it's not, it's not broken. So I can do it. I'm going to put another layer of socks on maybe and see what happens. Duct tape. Should have duct taped yeah, it. Yeah, man. Just during that day, um, from about lunchtime onwards, I can only describe it as razors. It felt like someone had a razor up to my bare skin, which had already lost a couple of layers. And uh, at one point, I changed from my bonds into my trainers. That is coming next. That came later. I mean, I think if you watch the video, I would say it was <laughs> probably the most scenic day, but you won't see a huge amount of it because Lawrence was having such a terrible time. I uh, Yeah, I struggled to film the bit where I was cursing and and uh, and telling Tom where to shove it basically. I think it, I, I lost my sense of humor. <laughs> you lost multiple all sense times. Of humor. <laughs> so it was absolutely stunning though. Um it was. that was later on in the day when you'd really lost. At this point you got the drone out actually. At this over point. the back before just as we descend to Wasdale which beautiful descent. Yeah, it was a boggy descent, but it was a it was down. It was down bog rather than up bog. So well, I'm pretty it. happy. Yeah. Um and then yeah, Wasdale is for anyone who's not been is Probably my favourite valley in the in the Lake District. Um, just got insane views the whole way around, um, and you kind of just dropped into it. Little forest, big lake, Wasdale, um, and then you've got I've forgotten the name of the one at the back. Maybe it's called U Barrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Big hill at the back, um, and you've got Great Gables, Scarfell, all the kind of like big Lakeland mountains around it in a horseshoe. Um, so we descended there to the Wasdale Inn. Uh, then in their little outdoor sinks filled up, didn't we? I think we were actually contemplating stopping because at this point it was two o'clock. So, like, oh, we've got like, you know, we're about we're halfway through the day. Mm. Like that. Maybe more, maybe more than halfway through yeah. the distance. Yeah. And then decided not to, um, which is a good job we didn't because it was not a bicycle ride from there on in. No. To get out of Wasdale is a hike, a big hike. A big hike with razor blades in your feet. Uh, yeah. All of the fun at once. I think that's that was probably was it. Two, do you reckon it was a two-hour hike over? I forgot uh, the name of it. It, it went on forever. It felt like two days. It probably was two and a half hours. It was a it was a bike carry though, wasn't it? It was yeah. a very very long way up. Yeah, um, up the side of Kirkfell, and that takes you over to, I think it's called Ennerdale. Mm-hmm. Where Blackstone Youth Hostel is, and that is where you lost your patience. So that's uh, that. You know what? It was it was two and a half hours because the sun was setting as we came over to Ennerdale. Yep. So we had there was no wind, like bright pink sky, amazing clouds, like so quiet and like very alpine, like big mountains and lots like crashing up about five minutes behind me and Jake, like fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> having oh. the worst time the camera didn't come out it would have been an amazing drone shot but that's when the trainers came out isn't it that's when the trainers came out and I don't know if you remember Tom but these trainers are not any trainers these trainers are 
the lightest weight ones, they're like foam, right? Like bike packing. So they have no grip whatsoever. No grip. They were, they're, they're, to, they're, they're made uh, to be like 20 grams and you walk down the shops with them, right? So me not realizing this, you know, decided to start walking with them. A bit of wet grass. It was very steep that other side, wasn't it? It was steep. It? And uh, of course, no traction whatsoever. <laughs> Your feet slide from underneath you. And to be honest, I don't really expect that when you're wearing shoes. So I fell on my ass. A lot. A lot. And uh, I just remember one time I fell on my ass. Uh, after a few times, my camera, my big camera that was on my back, amazingly, and the microphone flew off. <laughs> and, um, and I'm worried about my camera that I've just fallen on my ass and maybe squashed it. And it's pitch black at this point. And I'm, uh, these boys have absolutely just disappeared off the road. I'm like... See you later. I'm just, I just don't care anymore. And I'm in the picture back with my head torch trying to find my microphone because I realise it's fallen off. And I'm like, I'm like, I could be anywhere, but here right now, I would be, I would be anywhere. Um, I think that that's the thing, isn't it? Like we were in way better spirits than you, but we were like, still had a big day out after it, and like, so we we're like, for God's sake, we, we're just gonna like carry on now, or rather, it's like. I think as well, when you're that frustrated, you don't want people around watching you. You just want them to disappear and please, do it in your own time. go away. Yeah. <laughs> please, leave go me away, alone. Because um, <laughs> once you got down to Ennerdale, so we'd done that big two and a half hour hike, there's another one. I think it's called Scarth Gap Pass, but it's the one that goes over from Ennerdale over to Honister. Yep. That was another thick hike. That it wasn't was, as bad. It wasn't as bad. Um, and actually, I thought it was way worse. So me and Jake went back to do that in the summer. I'm like, this is the, when we were saying to, to one of our other friends we were with, Joel, this is the worst like hike in the world because we'd done it in the dark at this point after 10 hours on the bike. And then we got up and we are like, oh, that was only like 35 minutes. So the, the second one was is, is a lot smaller. It is smaller. But um, you're making it seem easy, Tom. It wasn't easy. Not with razor blades <laughs> in your feet in what are basically flip-flops with mesh on top. Yes. Um, but I also remember having a terrible time doing that. Yeah. And then the descent was horrible as well. It was an yeah. awful walk. We got lost again on we the did. walk down. We did. Um, in the pitch black, which again, we were saying to Joel, because we did it in the daylight the second time, like, oh, watch out, you might get lost down here. There was no way to get lost. It really? was so obvious where to go. <laughs> it was impossible. We did it in like um, zero visibility as well. Like you couldn't even, it was, the cloud was so thick, you couldn't even see where you were going. I think we were delusional by this point. I think so. I think so. there's only so many like granola bars you can eat, isn't there? before you uh, go insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how far uh, was this, at which point was that really horrible steep road road climb? Honester Pass. That's the one. Yeah. So that, yeah, I wasn't really ready for that. Well, I was ready for it, but I didn't choose, I wouldn't have chosen it. By that point, I was so done with life and I just, I, I think I walked up it. Did you? I think, I in, honestly in think the I trainers. walked up I genuinely think I just walked up it. Obviously cursing and screaming the whole way up. You know what is crazy? By this point, I'm working out, so the whole day was 65. We we're probably only like 50k in. Really? Probably a 50, we've probably done a 50k ride when you're in that hole. Uh, thank God you didn't tell me that. I would have just, I would have just called the Uber or something. Oh, I remember actually in Ennerdale, you were like, so when you get to Ennerdale, you've got two options. Yeah. You either take a left, which is down the really nice, fast gravel road. Yeah. Or you go straight over, which was Scarthgate Pass that we ended up walking over, and you like, yeah. Can we go down there? Can we go down? Like, and we're like, no. We're like, there's no quick way out of here. Like, to go down is such a long ride round because it's like a uh, the Lake District sort of certainly this part is like a kind of like a clock face. Yeah. So you've got to go out of the mountains, then yeah. all yeah. the way around, and you're like, 
I remember you were like, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. I was, um, uh, I've, I was committed because guess what? It's a road. And even though it's three times further, I knew I could do it before darkness. But hey, I, I committed and I continued with you guys. You got over. Uh, and we made it onto Honest Pass. And it wasn't far after that that uh, you, <laughs> I said, I communicated my feelings with Tom and Jake. And I said, look. I'm absolutely done, and I cannot imagine anything worse than doing any more off-road at this point. I was communicating my feelings. I was saying, Tom, Jake, I don't think you realize right now I'm, I I couldn't be more done with this, uh, this trip, and I want my bed, and I want to end this uh, immediately. And the thought of going off-road again at that point was just... Uh, it's just not going to happen, mate, to be honest. It didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen. I stuck to the road. And uh, I just remember this one point where the Lakeland 200 route went left. The road went right. Yeah, there's just a fork <laughs> on Honest Descent, which is really fast ascent. It's and we a just fast one. zipped off. Uh, and we, 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 we headed our separate ways, didn't we? We did. I remember actually, you're like, where's the hostel? Because there's no, there's no signal in that valley. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't tell me where the hostel was. So I, was I had like, no idea. To be fair, I think I felt bad as soon as I went off because yeah. we were going so fast at that point. I was like, ha, that's funny. And I was like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> I can't, I I can't was, shout now. I, do you know what? I was so pissed off. I was I, <laughs> Honestly, I, I phoned up someone at that point and said, he's such a... That's what I said. I was so, I was so done, mate. I, honestly. <laughs> I know, like... I, I, like, I messaged honestly. you as soon as I got a signal. I messaged you where, where the hostel was. And there's on, there is only one hostel that could be in Kendall, uh, Keswick as well. Yeah, and plug my headphones in and then just got on with the job. And do you know what? It's fine because... It's actually quite I, a long ride. It is quite a long ride, but I was on a road. I was on tarmac. And do you know what? I can do that. I can do that for Which shoes did you day. have on? Trainers, obviously. You still in trainers? Oh, I, still, on the... hey, I'm not, I'm, I didn't put on those... Genuinely, I didn't put on those shoes after that event for like six months. No way. Yeah, yeah I refused to put them on. Yeah, I, I wore them for the first time the other night at the crossroads. How are they? Fine. They're great. <laughs> They're fine when you don't you, walk in them for four you, hours. Yeah, well, no, more than that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I, so so I made it into, what was the town? Keswick. Uh, Keswick. I made it into the town. Um, and then, oh, do you know what I did? I walked into the youth hostel, which I finally found after like 10 minutes. Um, yeah, it's tucked down like the side is, of a river, isn't it? Is it is tucked down. And, and guess what? I walked straight into the cafe, ordered a carrot cake and a hot chocolate. And uh, I've never eaten a carrot cake so fast in my life. I was Inhaled done. It. <laughs> I was done. And I just sat there, like, all falling asleep on this chair, wondering where you two have got to. Well, so the off-road that followed was uh, <laughs> still quite intense. It was, like, it was it was doable, but it, was, it took a while. Um, and by that point, Jake and I were delirious as well. We were like, we've been following tiny little specks in the dark for five hours now. And I remember the whole way. So eventually you pop out. Um, probably not far off the road you came on um, and we were just talking about what food we were going to have oh, it's the only thing keep, keep you going at that point literally it? and then we dropped into Port and Scale which is uh, I think it's either 3k or 5k from Keswick and we're like what are we going to have what are we going to have um, and actually we had a food nightmare didn't we do you remember so what late. we had it was awful <laughs> so me and Jake stopped at the supermarket on the way and just like binged on like a litre of chalky milk and some onion barges or yeah. something like that yeah and then, yeah, we found you. What did we have in the end? Because we went everywhere in Keswick was either fully booked or shut, we wasn't it? We couldn't get anywhere. This was a genuine nightmare. Like, imagine. The only thing you can think about is food, and the only option that you have is... Was it Donna Kebab? Was it, it was like a kebab place. Kebab was or pizza. Yeah, and Which... it was like... But it was 
it was like classic grease pizza, wasn't it? Oh, my like grease pie. Do you know what? As as pizzas go, it was uh, de- depressingly awful. It was it was salty, wasn't it? But it was bad. Um, it was not a good pizza. Even when you're that hungry. <laughs> It says something, doesn't it? It says something. If you still didn't enjoy it when you're that hungry. I like how you looked the camera direct down the lens yeah. and said, even when you're hungry. Even when you're hungry. And <laughs> trust me, I was hungry. Um, <laughs> very hungry and very cranky at that point. Yeah. And and then, so yeah, after that that pizza, you know what? Um, I was uh, pretty demoralized by the trip at this point. And I was actually upset because, do you know what? I've been cycling for a long time. Probably longer than you. Probably longer Definitely. than Jake. Definitely um, longer than Jake and almost certainly longer than me. And I was uh, just... Um, cracked. I, uh, yeah, cracked. I just couldn't contemplate the fact that I was just so out of my debt. Mm. Yeah, cause I, it, it, you, but it's not actually... I mean, it obviously is cycling, but you don't need any cycling fitness. You don't, yeah. It's it's a complete, it's, it's almost like a different sport. But do you know what? I'm I'm so glad that we did do that trip. And, and, and that was the finish of my trip. Obviously, you guys still had a third day, but... With the year that I had, at least, and and you had actually as well, um, that trip was so incredibly useful because I learned all of the lessons that I that I needed to for the events that were to follow, and 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 that's why I wanted to do this trip with you guys so badly, and uh, I learned a lot. Trust me when so I say. <laughs> is it sometimes it's like a good shock to the system, isn't it? To be it like, is. it's not that easy. Like it looks, or or I think I I certainly fall. Maybe not me because i know i'm not very good but like it's easy to fall into the trap of you look at people that are doing these events and you know that you might be a faster cyclist on the road so you're like, i'll be fine if yeah. they can do it i can do it exactly and then you and that's probably what you were having you're like jake and ah, tom can do it i can fine. do it and then you realize that you're just on a different planet which yeah. is good for those ultra racers so yeah. when someone is way ahead of you and you're like mm. i could beat them all day long on a three-hour ride mm. it doesn't crack you quite so bad yeah um, as well exactly. as realizing all the prep so important and oh, so it's mental a, prep, everything well. and and equipment and and fueling everything. Just everything. not wearing bond shoes, not wearing bond shoes, not packing the kitchen sink. Although I mean, you did pack swimming shorts on Germany oh. west to east. I did, but they were very <laughs> useful. Were they? Did I use them? I can't remember. I, I felt you had swimming shorts we and pajama shorts. We could have gone swimming at some we, point. Uh, we could have done. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but we woke up then the next day and uh, my very much uh, mission was to get back to the car or to get back to the town to wait for you guys and, and, yes. and spend as less time as possible on the road, which I did. And you Have guys, a nice day. I, I, I did. I, you know what? I, had, uh, I made a friend, actually. It was like 20K, was it? It was not far. And I was very happy about that. I, was, I, could, I, could, I could do that. Um, but you guys, fair play to you. your trainers. Committee, obviously. Um, yeah, um, we finished the we finished the day. I think that was the longest and the hilliest, but a lot of it was quite a bit faster. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, this is gonna be like the least well documented part of the trip. I think I think it features in the drop volume four <laughs> on page ninety six. I'm seven. very I'm very upset that there isn't a video from the third day. I'm very sorry. I, the, I, I do feel like I've let you guys down. The scenery is actually really, really nice. It goes over the never eat, the eastern part of the Lake District um, and kind of you spend the first part of the day from Keswick, you go up and out the back uh, around a mountain called Blencathra down to a place called Threlkeld. Um, beautiful. We had a cloud inversion, so we were above the clouds and it was filling the valley. Very nice. Oh, cloud inversion. Hello. Cloud inversion. I've not heard that before. It was lovely. Upside wow. down clouds. 
Um, it's always sunny above the clouds. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, and then from Threlkeld, we kind of you weave your way over this. Um, don't actually know if it's a mining road or something, like gravel, an off road, but like uh, quick going down to Oldswater. And then you go around the back um, to the very, very back end of the Lake District. Very quiet, very, very quiet, um, but like amazing. Doing these little descents down um, by Oldswater. And then one enormous climb at the end of the day. I think it was about 2 p.m. So we're like, oh, we'll get over this. This is like, this is like a 800 meter climb. We'll get over this before dark. And it was a very, very, very... <laughs> Very long push up, <laughs> very cold. There was snow and ice on the top. It was the highest highest point of the whole route by quite a long way. Very so, very mine. It's probably pitch black by easily half four, right? Yeah, yeah. It was literally the sun was setting as we were. The the top was disappearing into the darkness. We were getting there. We could see the top, but then it it just went dark, and it was absolutely freezing. That was the that was the only time on the route that we were both like. We don't have enough clothes. We better get off this mountain. But then, as soon as really fast grassy descent, where I think Jake was starting to get a bit out of his depth mm. because it was like an ice sheet roller coaster and very steep and very dark. And at that time, you're just like, I'm done with the day. From there, you kind of, I, I couldn't even tell you where, where we were. Um, it was very dark. But you come back to Kirk's. So the route actually kind of touches, uh, it's all it's like from about half an hour into day one um, and then you go up it's like a famous mountain biking pass called Garbon Pass I think it started raining started snowing at that point mm. been in the dark for a very long time and then Garbon Pass was the last technical descent so that is a horror show of a descent it's like a enormous rock like the size of TVs um, that somehow we both managed to make down without puncturing um, and at that point so I, I know that area quite well and I was like oh we're basically back fine we're nearly there and it's like it's probably about it's less than ten k, but actually that's in the scheme of an eighty five k route, it's actually still quite a long way. Jake's light goes out at that point. Oh no! Just switched off, and they're like, right, great. <laughs> um, and the route doesn't. So there's a nice quick road from Kentmere down to Staveley. We were very close to taking it. The route kind of like snakes back up onto the hill. There's some more climbing, um, some more descending, a river crossing, of course, which wasn't pleasant. Um, and eventually we made it back onto the road. I can't remember what time we, we saw you, actually. So I'm going to say it was about nine. It was quite late. Yeah, it was quite late. It was a big day out on the bike. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, I mean, I was done with the day. I can't, I can't imagine what you guys were feeling like. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't been sat in a cafe all day. Where, where, where did you end up going? Um, what is that town that is about 10k... Windermere? Six K Windermere. I went to Windermere and I stuffed my face. Um, all day? All day, yeah. Did you do a cafe it crawl? Was, it was great, yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I went to all of the best cafes Windermere has to offer. Is it Home Ground? Is that what it's called? Um, I can't remember. I ended up in the pub um, ordering uh, like a hot dog or something and waiting for your message. I'm almost there. And then I sprinted all the way up to the car to welcome you guys in from... It's actually a little bit of a ride from Stavely. It is, yeah. It's a little bit more of a of a spin, just 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 to finish off the trip. Spin spin the trainers out. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was quite a trip, wasn't it? I, you know what? I actually would kind of want to do. So I'm doing. I kind of want to do something in winter again. I enjoyed it. It was good. I'm Mate, glad yeah. we did it. I'm glad we did it. And you know what? We've in the months that have passed. 
um, we have discussed the potential of one banging it, which, you know, uh, when, you, when you've just heard about all the horrors that we've experienced, the thought of one banging Going back three to do it in days one go. worth of uh, epic adventures in one, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I wonder if we could. I don't. I. I. Yeah. I mean, I think we could, but like, I wonder how hard. Just how. Especially, I think I'd be really interested to take you back and see how you are after your year, and see if you're like, oh yeah, what was I complaining about? Now I've got shoes that don't destroy uh, me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it would be night and day. Like I, 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 for sure have a better time, but at the same time, one banging that route is uh, be savage. It would be incredibly savage. You know, what's the fastest known time? We've got a laptop up here. Let's find out. You can hear the tippy tapping on there. It's, it's going to be what, twenty hours, twenty two hours, I guess. Right. So the fastest known time, Lawrence. Go on. So, you know what? I'm just looking here. So I don't know when, how recent this is, but so the, the challenge is to do it in under forty hours. Okay. So you probably need to one bang it. Uh, only thirty five people have done it. Wow. I wonder how many people have been on the moon. Probably about that. Um. <laughs> Probably more people that want to go to the moon than ride the lake on 201 go. 40, okay, wow. So the recommendation is four to five days. Yeah. We did it in three. Yeah. Uh, the fastest known time is 16 hours and oh, 45 minutes. That's just so ridiculous. By Chris Hope, who's a, okay. a local a local legend, apparently. 16 hours. Can you imagine? Crazy. I mean, I think I spent 16 hours... Uh, walking, probably. So. Probably, we sp certainly spent more than that sleeping. That's very true. Yeah, that's, um, that's also true. I bet he didn't do it with all those fallen trees. I mean, if I had to give ourselves, uh, you know, an yeah. excuse, if that, I'm not <laughs> sure that's the reason it took us 72 hours rather than 16. But yeah, um, no fallen trees, maybe not in winter, which would speed it up a little bit if you did, if there weren't too many walkers. Um, but I think just being a all round. You know, like those cross riders that can just run like fell runners, but also cycle like cyclists. But for that, that kind of effort for 16 hours, I mean, that's a, that's very impressive. Fair it's play. insane. Fair play to that guy. I don't think we're going to be going for the FKT, are we? But it no. would be nice to do. I think for us, what do you think, 24 hours? Something like that? Yeah, I think even 20 is too ambitious. I think 24 is probably... I think you'd prepare for 24, and if you were quicker, then great. Because even just carrying that amount of food because like exactly because it's quite remote anyway it was fine for us because we were stopping in the day but if you come across the only town the only village there is in the middle of the night could be a very long way to the next one so you'd need quite a lot of food yeah. to get around it wouldn't you yeah um we should do it we should um i might need a bit more time to recover from that one mentally though more than a year more than a year more than a year you, to be fair it would make a good film be like the genesis story you could have like <laughs> flashbacks to it would it would it the would. first time Lawrence I think for me though we'd need a second shooter because yeah. the the story of the Lake on 200 was how terrible a time you had but we didn't get we didn't no. get to see it because you no. weren't filming yourself like I hate this because uh, it's one of those I, that like you would never film yeah. at the time but it might be nice to watch back I try my best to share my emotions and to film myself whether I'm feeling good or bad but uh, there's a point where when you just hate your life and everything in it so much that all uh, your own choices just, the camera wasn't coming out so at that point you probably should have taken it off me stuck in my face and I wouldn't have had any choice would I I suspect it's easy to say that now <laughs> I don't know how that would have gone down at the time Lawrence give me your camera no mate 
This is a back in the edit. No, what we need was someone else shooting video and then someone else editing it. And uh, that's the only way you could tell the story. I have all the power. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story of the day. Yeah. Um, How embarrassing, guys. I mean, you know, live and learn, eh? Not embarrassing. It's like it's just like a learning experience, isn't it? Um, a steep learning curve. Let's let's let's. But to be fair, imagine if you'd done the first event of the year and you'd had that experience. At least you'd got it out of the way with. That's very in true. January. That's very true. Where no one like where it, you know you'd not flown to a different country. Like it was cheap, quick, easy. It was. It was a good one to fail. <laughs> let's fail spectacularly. It's also it was also pretty easy to escape from. Like from yes. Keswick, you that you just. Got to do 20k on the road. It's very true. You're not in Kyrgyzstan, are you? Exactly. Exactly. That, yeah, that could happen next year. It's like, <laughs> oh, you've got a 14 day hike to leave. Yeah. Um, and there's no yeah. other way out. Exactly. Um, yes. I think that wraps us up. That was just shy of 50 minutes. Was it? Mm. Fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to add. I mean, uh, it's a shame Jake couldn't join us. I think. Yeah, I think, we should I have think, got Jake um, on. I think Jake enjoyed it just as much as we did. They could see his perspective, yeah, especially yeah. on that last day. Rather than having like a lightning speed, like verbal vomit of it, you might have had a bit more of a yeah, maybe yeah. a slow guide through. Yeah. But I think that's it. Ultimately, um, a really, really fantastic weekend. And what better way to spend a random weekend in January, right? I can think of lots of better ways, but... <laughs> Maybe we should go and one bang it in uh, January. Absolutely not. Absolutely, <laughs> it's not. a hard no. Yeah, it's the amount of darkness that you would have to do. Yeah, I mean, you've only got how long are your days in in the winter? Not long enough, that's for sure. Don't know. It's, it's it, at that time of year, it varies a lot depending where you are. So I'm doing the same time of year. I'm doing one in northern Scotland, and there's 17 hours of darkness. What? 17 hours of darkness out of 24. Yeah, that is mad. So it wasn't that many, but. Uh, that's not very many. I bet. It, I bet it was. In fact, it was less than twelve hours of daylight. So it was light at like seven or eight, and then it was yeah. dark by four. Yeah. So a lot of dark. Not enough. Not enough to do what we want to do. Um, but we will be back at some point. We some will, point. I'm sure we'll be back. But but there are also some other ones that we want to. Yeah. There's the care. There's one in the care and got this. Is that three hundred k? One in the care and got. I'd quite like to do the Highland Trail five fifty at some yeah. point. That would be like two weeks. If you weren't racing it, though, really have to, to prepare for that one. Uh. Like the ultra racers that are obviously doing the the silly distances, do it in like five days, I think, okay. the, are the fastest times compared to sixteen hours. So they're the ones with no sleep. So I think two weeks if yeah, you were yeah, doing yeah. It at a sensible speed. But looks incredible. Can we go to like Spain or something? Like, <laughs> like, How about we just don't have the midges and like <laughs> the bogs and yeah. UK man, savage. It is, yeah. but it's basically just upside down New Zealand, so it is pretty stunning. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you got a chance to see it when you did your North Coast Five Hundred, because I know you had bad weather. But near Torridon, that big Kelsku Bridge, like all the mountains around there, mm. the Highland Trail Five Fifty basically goes around there. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, very, but yeah, in the mountains rather than on the roads, looking up at them. I can tell you the road route was tough. So off road, something else, something else some walking shoes yeah yeah i'm not a big hiker me so you know <laughs> maybe i'll leave that one for you yeah maybe <laughs> stay tuned yeah well thank you um guys for listening yeah um stay tuned for more stories tomorrow exactly that's what we say go on you gotta say it as well uh what
<laughs> uh, you just said it. Stay tuned to more stories tomorrow.